I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Krafchick. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters. So we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in. So feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. This episode of Datable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. Meet like-minded people who share your interests over brunch. So for this episode, both Michael and I were traveling and we had no sound equipment. So please excuse the sound quality, but I promise you this is a good one.
Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. And that beautiful voice who just spoke a lullaby into your ears, folks, is my partner in crime, UA. And that man you just heard is my partner in crime as well, Michael Vargas. So on each episode, we dissect a dating story that is related to San Francisco. And today we have a lovely guest on the show. His name is Tan. Tan, are you there? Hey, guys. Yes, this is Tan. How's it going? Good. Thanks for being on the show. Glad to be here. Why don't you go ahead and tell us your story that you have today? Um, the date was actually, you know, through an online site where they matchmake you uh, based on similar interests, but it's uh, you never see their picture completely blind. So I had no idea sort of what I was walking into. Can you tell us which website? Sure. Yeah. It's uh, projectfixup.com. No, I haven't heard of that one. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those, you know, the the, the success rate for for actually meeting someone is 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 decent, but I'd say you know whether or not you meet someone that you really want to meet is a is an entirely different story, and this is definitely one of those stories. Um, so I had no expectations. We met at a little cafe, probably around two p.m. in the afternoon, and she was already there, and uh, I you know came in, said hello, and. Right at the onset of the of the date, she said, you know, I have to leave in an hour. I need to go help out my friend with some statistics. And automatically in my head, I'm thinking, okay, she is still a student, um, probably in the medical field, and probably some kind of master's or or some kind of subject. Well, we got some some small talk out of the way and I find out that she's actually a PhD student for psychology, which makes a whole lot of sense in a lot of ways. (laughs) But also at the same time, half the time I'm wondering, okay, is she psychoanalyzing me? What is going on with this conversation? Um, There wasn't anything but daring, but there wasn't really anything exciting for most of the time that I was with her. And uh, until towards the end of sort of our conversation, and she literally was like, you know, you you seem like you've done this a lot. Like, you're really good at this. I'm like, well, yeah, why? This is how I act normally on on all my dates. It's like, no, would you mind if I took your email and, you know, asked you some more questions and, you know, got some more insights about you know, your dating experiences, I'm like, okay, wait, what? Okay, am I part am I a test subject? Am I part of a research project? <laughs> Are you trying to make an app? Um, but yeah, it ended uh, one hour right on the dot. I, I kind of walked her to her car, gave her my email, oddly enough. Um, and that was that. And uh, oddly enough, she never emailed me anyways. So I call that my market research date where I was the <laughs> subject that never got to provide any further feedback. So did you so, feel like the entire time you're being kind of studied? Um, and so we started talking about dating in San Francisco and, and then it got kind of her eyes lit up and glazed over. I'm like, okay, she's really interested and excited now to get more information about this. So 
So it sounded like at the beginning she's doing a thing called the biopsychosocial, getting all your facts down, getting your information, and then she was uh, uh, trying to dive a little bit into her research. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it felt like. Cam, this is so San Francisco because you are not the first person I've heard with this kind of story. I had a guy friend really? who went on a date. Yeah, I had a guy a guy friend who went on a date with this girl um, through some app. I forget what it was, but he showed up to the date and she basically was like, "I I have an hour." <laughs> what is the same girl? She was like, uh-huh. "I have an hour. Um, let's just grab drinks. I just want to get to know you." And then. I think halfway through the date, he was like, this doesn't feel right. I feel like you're studying me like a subject. And she's like, yeah, actually, I have a boyfriend, but. <laughs> wow. Wow. This research paper on um, what's like to date Asian guys. I wonder if it's the same girl. This is not. Are you serious? Yeah. No, I, someone told me the exact same kind of scenario. <laughs> oh, my God. I should start something like. Have you been the subject of a, a dating test and not a date? <laughs> there should be a support group for all of us, and so the rest of us can go on real dates. <laughs> but but essentially, dating is like market research. You're trying to figure out other people's experiences. You're trying to find uh, trends and patterns in dating. You're just trying to get to know the world of dating better. So, in some sense, all of us all of us are doing some sort of market research when we're dating. We're just not as explicit about it. If, if it makes you feel any better, hopefully, you know, this is for the greater good. So hopefully your pain <laughs> will be for the greater good. <laughs> hey, if I can make the world a better, more dateable place, then by all means. <laughs> <laughs> the question I struggle with in San Francisco, again, I'm relatively new to the city, is that I... I'm confused about people's motivations when they ask me out on dates because sometimes I don't know if it's actually for romantic reasons or for other reasons. So I'll give you an example. My first month in San Francisco, I was at a bar. This guy came over and he said, I'm going to take you out to dinner tomorrow. I mean, we didn't even have any small talk. He was very straightforward. Like, I'm going to take you out to dinner tomorrow for two reasons. And he listed them. He said, reason number one, to see if we have a romantic connection, or two, to see if we have a business connection. Oh, my God. That's so San Francisco. (laughs) That is very San Francisco. I mean, I've heard that so many times where people are like, I'm going to hang out with this person. And I'm like, yeah, what's it like? I don't know what it's for, but maybe it can be a date, or maybe we can see if we can work together for business. (laughs) So don't you think that's a problem for San Francisco? I know we're all trying to multitask, and I understand the whole networking aspect, but don't you think this is killing our dating culture in San Francisco? I I think it should be important that the intentions are explicitly stated and clear. Um, You know, I'm saying that's so San Francisco because it's like, wow, of course, someone from San San Francisco would say that. But it's like, just make your intentions clear. It's one or the other. Don't, Don't mix the two together. Don't make it confusing. I want to play a little devil's advocate, if, if you right. don't mind. Okay. Okay. So what about expectations from the beginning, right? Like putting expectations, saying, hey, listen, I don't know you, but we're going to go out on a date and see if we can have a, uh, a romantic relationship. Like I feel like that's a lot of pressure for the, or like a lot of pressure from the beginning. 
So how, where's that, where's that nice middle ground or, or our third option? I'd, I'd say, you know, the most important thing is to, to, I mean, the first stage for me is, do I want to get to know you better and, and see if there's any, any chemistry per se, it may not necessarily be, you know, sparks and fireworks right off the bat, but if, if I want to hang out and invest that time with another individual again, you know, that's what I use the first date to. So I call it getting to know you better, but this is a date. So it's not like we're just hanging out and, or I'm looking for a business partner. There is something that happens to human psychology when it comes to online dating versus asking someone on a date that you've met through work or through like in real life. Because anytime you have a dating connotation to something, like a dating app, dating website, dating seminar, dating event, when you match with that person, you go in with the expectation that it's for dating only. But if you meet someone yep. in real life, like a coworker, and you ask them out to, to on a date, it's not so weird that it's for dating or for other purposes. But that being said, I don't know, maybe it requires a more social setting for everyone to meet together and then get to know each other better and then figure out if they should ask them out. From what what I'm told about Europe, uh, I don't know much, but I have a couple of friends there. They say it's very, it's, it's more about like people hanging out in a group. And then after some time, two people will start hanging out outside of the group. And when they start doing that, they're dating. I kind of like that idea more so than kind of like, the American way of going on like date after date. Like, I don't really know you, but I'm just going to go, at, you know, ask you on a date or place expectations versus spending the time to actually get to know someone and then saying, Hey, we've known each other. We have good chemistry. We both kind of have this feeling already. Why don't we go explore that? But in order yeah, to I, have that happen, you need to have that sort of social infrastructure. And I feel mm. like with um, San Francisco, everyone has social ADD. So people don't tend to hang out consistently with the same group of people and you spread yourself too thin. Uh, you know, I think that's true. But at the same time, it, it's kind of funny. My, I, I am my circle of friends and fortunately or unfortunately, they've all paired together and now and they've had children. So it's like, okay, now go get the new circle of friends. I can hang out with them. So maybe the it, solution it, is your friend circle should have like a monthly BYO new friend event. Yes. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. I don't know why we haven't done that yet. I actually used to bring, uh, I used to host a thing called Picnics in the Park, and I had like 40 of them. Uh, and it was, you know, doing picnics all over the city. And I, I told people to bring one of the three Fs, food, fun, or friends. And that third one, people kept bringing in new friends and a lot of people got connected through that and, and got to have fun little relationships blossom from it. And it's actually kind of cool. I love that because nice. it's not like a, it's not in a dating connotation. So it makes it no. less awkward and less weird. <sighs> Let's talk about some takeaways. Michael, what are your takeaways from Tan's story? I think my takeaway is um, to just maybe put less expectations or, or to be clear, let's be clear, people. Let's start being clear if we do have an intent, right? If our intent is I'm going to study you like how I study my lab rats, but for the betterment of the world, at least kind of let me know. And if anything, at least let me know at the end of the date. Like I get to the beginning of the date because you don't want your, your person that you're experimenting on have different results. But 
let's just be more open if we do have an, a particular intention. Yeah, open communication, yeah. setting the right expectations. I really think we waste our first date talking small talk when we really could be getting to know each other and getting to know, set the expectations right. I don't think there's anything wrong with, on the first date, just laying it all out there. I'm at this stage in my life. I'm looking for this. These are my weaknesses. I already know that. These are my strengths. This is what I can add to a relationship. These are my motivations of coming on this date with you or going out with you. I think we can just be more honest and open with each other so then we can stop disappointing each other. Doing things like, I would consider, Tam, what you went through, a fucking waste of time. (laughs) It was obviously not going to go anywhere. You could have spent more time with your friend circle who may have a friend who's perfect for you. Instead, you use that time to spend on someone who had no intention of forming any sort of relationship with you. But you might have also changed the face of dating history in future (laughs) um, experiments. So thank you for that. (laughs) I hope so. I think it's funny how easy it is for us to say that's so San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having... You know, not necessarily been a native here, but I've been here long enough. Like, I would never do something so San Francisco like that. And I hope that doesn't become the norm. I feel like it's because there's a lot of new people here and then people with, like you said, social ADD and different expectations, whether do I want you to meet you romantically or for business. It's like, wow, like just make the intentions clear and have better communication and think like normal people do. I don't know. So I think, I think uh, something we can learn from this is next time that something like this like this happens to you, you should call that person out and just say, you know what, it's not okay what you're doing. It's just not okay. But that, do you see what I'm getting at? It's like we say things yeah. that are like, oh, that's so San Francisco, but we can change San Francisco. We have the power to change if we can start calling people out or calling things out. Or if you're getting called out, you can start changing yourself. It's really because we let things like this slip and let them happen and just chalk it up as like a funny dating story, that's when San Francisco won't change. Yep, yep. Amen. Right. <laughs> Let's go on to our question of the day. Yeah, I have a question from Donald D. And Donald D. asks, how can I get to know someone better while dating them? Talk to them? <laughs> <laughs> Try to share different experiences rather than just the usual things. I don't know. Go do something. See how they react in different situations. I, I kind of like what you're saying, Tan. I like the idea of. I think we we get so caught up in like talking to people so much that we forget that there's so many other experiences we can have with a person, right? I don't think a good date is sitting in front of a, a movie because then you're not really getting to do anything. But I think if we see each other in different environments, we can start um, learning more about each other and how the other person responds to like X situation or when they're around Y type of people and so on and so forth. And I think that Mm kind of helps us see more of the person as opposed to just me and this other person talking. And I think another thing is to see how they interact with other people too, right? seeing how they interact with their friends and family members and so on. I don't know where I read this, but someone said to get to know someone better when you're dating them, you should do three things. One is do something that you're both scared of together. 
So find a common fear that you have. Maybe it's skydiving or bungee jumping or mountaineering. And then you do that together. So conquer a fear together. Second one, second one was go on vacation together. Um, lots Ooh. of fights ensue on vacations. You think it's all fun and games until you get there and you're like, how do we get to the hotel? All the logistics come up. Um, surprises come up throughout the trip. So that's a great way to get to know your partner. And the third way to get to know your partner is to go grocery shopping together. These are decisions you have to make together. And it, it has to do with um, a day-to-day life activity. So that's a great way to get to know someone who you may have in your life forever. Wow. That's really I like cool. that. I've, I've never heard the third one, grocery shopping. That's a new one for me. I mean, I, I can tell how that's how you can tell a lot about someone. For number two, going on a trip with someone, I can tell you from personal experience, that that has either ended or really blossomed relationships. Oh, yeah. It's make or break, isn't it? Yep. Yep. You you learn a lot about someone right away. To the third one, I had a girlfriend who went grocery shopping with her boyfriend for the first time. And not grocery shopping like he was getting groceries for himself. They were planning kind of a dinner party together, so then they had to go grocery shopping together. And she said that they fought. They've never fought so much. (laughs) <laughs> Until they went to school together. <laughs> because he, yeah, he's like, no, I really think we should make these kind of like cheesy appetizers. And she's like, no, I think we should be healthier. He wanted to buy more generic brands and she wanted more of the name brands. And then he would try to guilt her if she wasn't like, you know, going for the generic brands. And he's like, why would you spend twice the amount of money? So like financial issues came up. And then it was like, well, I think my friends really like this kind of food. And he's like, what about my friends? So then it became about like, ooh, wow. Ooh, yeah, your friend circle. She said towards the end, it was like, I hate your friend, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I don't want him to come anymore. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, just from one oh. grocery trip. Yeah. So I guess, you know, if you're up for the challenge, guys, and if you're in a new relationship, go grocery shopping together. Wow, that that sounds great. I mean, that sounds like such layered conversation because it's like, how do you, all right, so how do people want to support their friends, right? How do people want to spend money? How do people want to maintain their health? Like, wow, a lot came up just from grocery. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Anybody want to go grocery shopping with me later after this? You know what? I'm committed to that. (laughs) It could take our friendship to the next level. (laughs) Or end in a blaze of glory. Yes. So don't forget, folks, to submit your stories. And remember, you can always be anonymous. We can change your name, change the names of the parties so that no one gets hurt. And uh, UA, do you have any last two words for us? Stay dateable. The Dateable podcast is recorded in San Francisco. We would like to thank our sponsor, 500 Brunches, for making this happen. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com. 